Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's funny how conversation parts uh, start. Uh, we had a lot of people jump in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. It's 105 at Edmonton Hour, number two of Oilers. Now, Bob Stoffer coming up. We're going to talk a bit about the Battle of Alberta, both literally and figuratively. Uh, Jamie McCowan, momentarily former Calgary Flame, had a great career in the NHL, won a couple Stanley Cups, and uh, one of the organizers of the tournament, Terry Lowen. Peasant vision. Not farmer vision. See, when I was going to school, it was called farmer vision, but peasant vision with the three stations uh, that we've had about 15 to 18 texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, and somebody's telling me that there used to be NFL games on Sunday on uh, CTV before the CFL season ended. Okay, if you say so. I thought the NFL didn't really kick in until after the Canadian Football League season was over on uh, the Canadian-only networks back in the day. All right, uh, second hour of Oilers now is brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. We are going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. The River Cree Resort Casino open 24-7, 365, excitement, bet on it. We welcome to the show. He is our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. He's been heavily involved in the Battle of Alberta golf tournaments. He was heavily involved in the Battle of Alberta. Some would say he's the second best player ever to come out of Newmarket, Ontario. The best wears 97 for the Edmonton Oilers. And there's no doubt about it. He was involved in one of the top five fights of all time, all of which we'll discuss up next with uh, Calgary, former Calgary Flames defenseman, part of the Flames alumni, and a big part of the Battle of Alberta, we welcome to the show Jamie McCowan. Hello, Jamie. It's Bob Stoffer. How are you doing? Good. Thanks, Bob. And I'm not sure about the new market thing there. Uh, you know, only one of us has won a cup so far, so we'll have to, we'll have to wait until he wins a cup. So. Yeah, well, we're hoping soon. But, uh, you know, I, I, I've joked in the past uh, with Keith Jones about, you know, you, are you the best player out of Brantford, Ontario? And uh, Keith's like, well, there was, you know, Keith Gretzky and Brent Gretzky were from Brantford. But, uh, uh, no, it's pretty amazing. But And it's funny. I've always felt there's been a – there's really – and I don't know if the GTHL was around when you were playing as a kid. But right now, the amount of high-caliber players that are coming out of there because the best are playing against the best at a very young age. Was that something that you grew up with uh, before you went off to school? No, no, that uh, really wasn't. And, and, and you know, to kind of – justify my my track the way I went I was always a very uh, short player very tiny player um, you know going into uh, 
going into grade 11, I was still uh, under five feet tall. I Come was on. Still, uh, like, Come no, on. I was, it's, it's a true story. It's, I, I remember uh, at the, uh, I guess it was spring of grade 10, I was wrestling in a, a tournament, and it was the under 105-pound category, right? So I was, <laughs> I was not a big guy, and uh, I was just fortunate that uh, – uh, you know, back then, you know, grade you had grade thirteen in Ontario, and if you were going off to university, you usually took grade thirteen, which were considered advanced courses. I'm not sure if there was a huge difference, but that's what they said. And uh, so, over the course of grade twelve and grade thirteen, I grew a fair bit, and uh, was fortunate enough to play for the Newmarket Flyers uh, for grade twelve and grade thirteen. You're gonna. This might not surprise you in the weight, uh, but. Uh, I was 5'11", 185 at 15. <laughs> and what's your weight now, sorry? Well, you saw that, me but... in Lloydminster because you had some fun at my expense, but uh, that's the last time I was 185 pounds. So I, I, I did get sick when I was 20, so I dropped about 25 in a hurry. That's, but uh, no, I, uh, you know, maybe another 50, 60 on that, maybe another 60, 65. Anyhow, and I, I had no idea that you were a smaller guy growing up as a kid. The, let's get to it. Look, uh, we're going to give a, uh, we're going to pump up this. Tur- it's been a spectacular tournament. I know both alumni love being involved with it. You were at the uh, inaugural one. I, I emceed a bunch of events on that, and uh, it got jump-started again last year. The organizing committee in, in Red Deer do a wonderful job. It's for the Children's Advocacy Center. This is a real special event that both the Oilers and Flames are involved with, isn't it, Jamie? Yeah, you know, I mean, this is, you know, I don't know why, but uh, the uh, Flames alumni, when you put out the call to come to some of these things, I mean, I've, I've had to turn people down. So, I mean, we've got uh, some familiar names that you might remember. Uh, you've got Land McDonald, of course, and uh, and uh, Theron Fleury. Uh, we also have Mike Commodore. We have Matt Stajan and and uh, Curtis Glencross and Mikey Vernon. You know, I mean, there's, there's quite a few of the guys that played quite a few years and quite a few games for Calgary. So, uh, uh, and we're and as an alumni, I'm, I'm actually I took over the presidency of the alumni, which is one of those jobs where it sounds good, but it's just a lot of work for nothing. Right? Yeah. You don't get paid a lot. And uh, but it's uh, it's a great alumni. We've have about a hundred guys down here now that are some of them are Flames guys, some of them are NHL guys. Um, but they're all invited to be part of our group if they want to participate in, in different events. And this is, you know, I would consider maybe the premier event right now, um, not only because of the, of the number of, of uh, ex-players that are going to come out, but also for the cause that's, uh, that all the proceeds go to. Yeah, Children's Advocacy Centre, Central Alberta Children's Advocacy Centre, Jamie McCallum joining us. Uh, just, uh, and we will have some of the Oilers uh, that are coming out for the event. I know Glenn Anderson's coming into town, uh, Craig McTavish, Kelly Buckberger, Louis DeBrusque, Stuart Skinner will be there, uh, Dylan Holloway. So it, it, it's been a kicker event so far. Um, it, it's completely, de- I mean, is there, and, I, and Mark Spector was on this show for, you know, has been on with us for years. I did a show with Mark for five. He wrote the book, The Battle of Alberta. Does it just seem, when you think about at the height of the Battle of Alberta back in the mid-1980s, and to think that you have the two organizations coming together, and some of the guys involved, and frankly, 
some ugliness and nastiness that I miss. I miss that stuff, right? But I mean, it's, you know, because uh, I lack the speed, tell agility, coordination, toughness, character, and discipline to play in the Western League, but let alone the NHL. But it, it I mean, does it seem a little crazy when you think where you guys once were to now be involved in an event like this where you're, you're pulling on the rope in the same direction to help out a great charity? Well, you know what? I don't know if there's any truth to it, but I would more or less bet my house on the fact that if the internet, uh, you know, hadn't been formed, you know, this is for people that are young going, like, what do you mean the internet? Like, what? Like when we were playing, there was no internet. There was no, there was nothing. I mean, so, you know, you had this black hole up north, and, and obviously they were thinking about this black hole in the south. And, you know, you know, people that were brothers and sisters in, in, in different towns, they wouldn't even talk to each other. It was like, it was absolute hatred. Uh, between the two cities and I mean we enjoyed it I mean uh, when I say enjoyed it uh, I enjoyed it now when I think back at it it was so much fun and you know it's kind of like Muhammad Ali you know if he was always uh playing against uh, or fighting against slugs like no one would really remember them but the idea was like Edmonton had such a strong team and then Calgary was kind of coming up when it when it was brought to, uh, brought to Calgary and uh, and Cliff Fletcher started building the team uh, very quickly those two teams uh, you know oftentimes people are saying you know whoever wins in the smite division is probably going to win the cup and um, you know we didn't have as much luck as we thought we should have or could have uh, but you know, you get out of those games and you'd be black and blue and cut and, you know, you're going in for stitches or whatever the heck else is going on, broken this and broken that. And, uh, but, you know, we'd be, we'd be just looking at the calendar. When's our next game? We're going to play these sons of guns again. And, uh, you know, I'm going to do this or that or the other. <laughs> and, uh, it was fun. And, uh, everybody wants to talk about it. And, uh, Sometimes it's kind of like, uh, you know, we've talked about it enough. But uh, as soon as you get into an event like this, uh, it, it, all the, the, the juices come back. And uh, I'll see uh, Fierzy there or, or Glenn Anderson or, or whoever. And I'll be going like, I should have probably stuck him harder. Though. You know what I mean? Like, it's like I had a chance to really hit him, but I kind of let up on him. You know, maybe I should have done it harder. But uh, it, was, it was fun hockey. Obviously, it was fun for the fans. And uh, we're hoping that sort of uh, enjoyment uh, is kind of translates into this uh, golf tournament for the, the two nights. I think it's the eighth and the ninth. Uh, people can come, um, or certain people can come to raise money. And uh, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't do a lot of golfing. This is one of the few golf uh, events that I do. And um, uh, I just hope whoever I'm playing against, I can beat. <laughs> That's two, all I know. <laughs> Two-time Stanley Cup champion Jamie McCowan joining us. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Al Sims has just sent me the updated list for the Flames. Mike Vernon, Theo Fleury, Lanny McDonald, Jamie McCowan, Curtis Glencross, Mike Commodore, Ronnie Stern. He was a tough, you know what. Rick Natras uh, took an elbow once for Mark Messier, Dana Merzen, Tim Hunter. He can handle himself. Colin Patterson, Dylan Dubé, Walker Dewar, Michael Stone, and Matt Stajan for the Oilers. Grant Fuhr, Ron Lowe, Kyle Brodziak, Glenn Anderson, Craig McTavish, Louis DeBrus, Mike Krushelniski, Kelly Buckberger, Charlie Honey, Chris Russell, Luke Gazdick, Stuart Skinner, uh, James Hamlin, and Dylan Holloway, there you have it. So, yeah, you know, uh, I mean, hey, 83 to 1990, the Western Conference uh, champion was in either Edmonton or Calgary. Um, you were part of sort of that NCAA group that included the likes of Joe. I think, I think you told the story before. Had you had you fought like when you were in Newmarket Junior A or in, at Ohio State before you got to the NHL? Had you fought a lot, Jamie, or is that something you had to literally learn at the NHL level? 
Well, that was definitely a learning curve because uh, in junior, uh, you know, I was still a, a relatively slight uh, player. And uh, in junior A, you know, the, in the old days, uh, they used to have a lot of, you know, 20, 21-year-olds that would be, you know, just playing out their, their, their string. And they loved to fight. And so you'd be playing against, you know, Wexford or, 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 or North, you know, whoever, North Bay. And all of a sudden, for no reason, some guys just start pounding you, right? And so I learned how to cover up a little bit because I was, I was outweighed by about 30 pounds for a lot of the guys. But and then you go down to school, the NCAA, you're not allowed to fight at all. Right. And so there was two and a half years there where there was no fighting. And then all of a sudden, you know, and the NHL comes along and, you know, uh, it was back in the day when there were still quite a few tough guys on each team. And uh, they almost had an expectation like, hey, I can't go three games without a fight. So it's like, I got to pick somebody or I got to run somebody. I could do something. So I learned, I learned very quickly that there are some big, big, tough guys out there. And uh, I mean, they're not all tough or excuse me, not all, all big as, you know, like a Ronnie Stern. He was, he's a little smaller than I am, but uh, he, could he throw. fought a lot of guys, you know, and uh, you know, he'd be what I guess I would call him like a, uh, a, a real good middleweight. Um, he'd probably say he's a heavyweight, but you know, the, then the game changed a little bit where you had, you know, these big, big super guys come in that are all six, five, six, six sort of thing that were really more fighters than players. But you know, back in the day, most of the guys could also play a little bit, you know, Timmy Hunter could play. He got points. Uh, Ronnie Stern could play. He got points. And on, on the, uh, on Edmonton side, you know, you could put them out there and they weren't going to be, you know, this one dimensional. Yeah. 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 So, so, but you know what? I mean, uh, you, you get in a fight, it's one of those things you don't, you know, you don't know how, what it's like until you're walking a mile in their shoes sort of thing. And so uh, a couple of times guys dropped their gloves and I said, well, I get, it's the, the bench is too far away for me to run to. So I better, I better fight back. And, uh, I had some success, you know. You don't win them all, but I had some success. And you and had, you had arguably, and Brendan's going to tweet it out here, arguably uh, one of the greatest fights of all time with uh, with Ronnie. That's you and Ronnie Delorme. Ron was in Vancouver, did their head of scouting, and you guys, it was a toe to toe punch. I mean, Ron Ron Delorme fought Dave Semenko. Semenko knocked his bucket off in the fight. Thank God his head wasn't in it, uh, but. Because it went about eight feet, in, but you and uh, Ronnie Delorme went toe. It's, it's probably a top five fight of all time, Jamie. Well, I, I don't know about that. All, all I do know is that the funny part was a little scrum started in the corner, and back then, you know, I'm okay. Who do I grab? So I'm trying to grab somebody, and, and I'm going to say a Swede, but the Swede, whoever it was, took off and jumped over into the Vancouver box, and out came Ron Delorme. And I'm looking oh, at this man. guy and going like, okay, I, I, up, I think I've got an inch or two on him. Maybe. I don't know. I, and uh, I had a couple of fights previous. And, uh, you know, again, I'm, I was joking, but I'm not. Like, back then, you didn't have the internet. You didn't have Sportsnet or, or whatever playing, the, the, you know, the replays over and over and over again. How we figured out what was going on in the league was you looked at, you know, the, the, the box scores on, on page four or whatever, and here's all the games in the NHL, and here's all the players and who who had who, uh, pen and who fought and you'd be figuring out who was fighting just by going through that and so I literally didn't know who Ron DeLorme was 
And I remember him saying something to me like, kid, you don't know who I am. And I kind of said to him, I don't think you know who I am. <laughs> it's like, and uh, because I had had one fight, I think that I'd won before, previous, and I was going like, ah, this little bugger's not going to win this with against me. And then he started throwing punches, and I go like, uh-oh, this is a little tougher than I thought it was going to be. And uh, he's... Uh, he was a he was a heck of a heck of a of a of a goer. Like he was willing to fight anybody, as you mentioned. And uh, you know, people always ask who won that fight, and all I can say, and if you ever talk to him, I apologize for it. But a year later, I think it was, he went to run me. Uh, you know, kind of probably because he's still mad at the both the fight, and I kind of half ducked. And somebody on the Vancouver bench forgot to lock the door properly. Oh, no. Yeah. And he went into the door, and I can't remember what he heard, ribs or his knee or something. And he was out, I think, for the rest of the season. And, and, and maybe maybe that even wrecked his, uh, ruined his career. But uh, So when people ask who won the fight, it wasn't necessarily the, the night of the fight. It was months later, years later, that uh, he ran me and, and got hurt. So I consider that a win. All right, so. there you go. Let me. <laughs> hey, wait. We, you know, we had Wayne probably does a show six times during the year. Mark Messier's references as well. They're like, you know, they, they say all the time the Calgary Flames of that era made us better uh, because we were playing against. You know, there was no tougher competition than the competition in our own conference. You guys won that series in 85-86 on the the Steve Smith bank shot. Uh, I know you talked about a thought with a little bit of luck. You guys could have won a little bit more. They obviously made you better too, didn't they, Jamie? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and I I, I don't want to discount. I mean, we had five teams in that spike division. L.A. was always kind of the... The ugly duckling there, but uh, Vancouver was a pretty strong team. They had some great players, and Winnipeg, obviously, with Dale Howard, Chuck, and, and some of the other characters they had, they were a really good team. And uh, so teams would come from the East, you know, just you know, hey, and, and the game was different. You know, yeah, the games were sometimes uh, you might have a team win five or six games in a row by four or five goals. They were that good, and then they would come out west and they'd play Winnipeg and Edmonton and Calgary and then Vancouver and then go down and play. LA, they might lose the first four games. Yeah. I mean, that that's how tough that division was. And uh, physically, they were tough, and they had goal scorers. Um, I'm not putting myself in the, either of those categories, but we, we, we had a good team. Edmonton obviously had a great team, and uh, with a little bit of luck, and I don't know what what happened there, but all of a sudden, you know, there was a big trade made, and, and you know, a bunch of us got traded out of Calgary, and that, that really hurt, uh, you know, not only the, the, the competition between the two teams, I think it actually hurt the league because that was a real, you know, uh, attractive thing in the league right now when you knew those two teams were going to play. People were paying attention. And then they traded away, you know, myself and Dougie Gilmore and Rick Natchez, who you mentioned earlier, and uh, Rick Walmsley. And, and suddenly the team wasn't near as good. And, uh, you know, for various reasons, and, and, you know, and, um, you know, Joe Newdyke was still good, but you need, you need to have, you need to have that whole crew. You need to have like two or three good lines. You can't just win win with one line. And, uh, I think Wayne figured that out when he got traded away from Edmonton, you know, he, it doesn't matter if he was still the best player in the league, one guy or, or one line can't win, win, a, win a series, right? You have to have a, a full team and you have to have strong third line guys or fourth line guys and and obviously good goaltending so um yeah it was a shame but uh for a while there you know neither team was really that strong calgary had uh, jerome mcginley and mika kiprasov 
And uh, those two guys seem to carry the team for, for most games. And uh, I think maybe, uh, you know, camouflage how how weak the team really was. Yeah, well, and uh, you know, we, we started by talking about Newmarket. Uh, I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group, and it's incumbent upon uh, management to build a, a better team around Connor. They've done that. The Oilers are closing in. We're hoping they break through. Jamie, it's awesome having you on and relaying some of those stories. I look forward uh, to seeing you Tuesday night and, uh, and rekindling uh, some of the animated discussion we had on the panel because you, my man, <laughs> you were awesome, and they loved it that you, you had some fun at my... And I deserved it because I, I poked some fun. It was great, great having you. It's for a great charity again, Central Alberta Advocacy uh, Center. Um, and it's wonderful that both the orders and the Flames are there. Thank you for your time, Jamie. All right. Thank you. Take care. You bet. That is Jamie McCowan of the Calgary Flames alumni. The event is taking place in Red Deer on Tuesday and Wednesday. Terry uh, Lowen is going to join us up at 135. We'll take a quick timeout, but not before I tell you. The guests on the show received gift certificates to Japanese Village. Don and the staff at Japanese Village have multiple locations in the Edmonton and surrounding area. It's Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Book your celebration for the census at jbedmonton.ca. You're listening to Oilers now. Jamie McCown having some fun with us. Saying he's got Connor McDavid for best player from Newmarket because he's won two cups. There you go. Cost less in Metasco and Brent Ridge Ford and Metasco, well known for their top shelf service department. They don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. You can reach out to Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the team at Brent Ridge Ford. They'll make you a repeat customer. 780 352 6048. Your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Metasco. Brendan, I know you've seen that fight before. That is uh, the first guy that tipped me off, and that was Robin Brownlee. That is Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Just two guys. Standing back, it is a punch in the face contest. No defense. I didn't care. <laughs> it's just one of these shots is going to drop somebody, and uh, you know you don't see fights like that anymore. You see a lot more strategy and tying up and that sort of thing. Mm. If the linesmen aren't jumping in there and tackling the combatants, bar none. Used to be an event at the University of Alberta, the Butterdome, and in 1989, there was a scrap between a thick six foot one, 210 pound guy, and a six foot four, 230 pound guy. Did you ever see the movie They Live with Rowdy Roddy Piper? It had one of the longest fight scenes of all time in that movie. This fight off the ice today, you get suspended three games in the NFL for that. This fight lasted at least 12 to 15 minutes, and the two guys were just, it was scary. And then uh, Jason Greger and myself outside Moose McGuire's in Calgary, we uh, did a post-game show there in the Labor Day Classic, and two dudes that were Stampeders fans, they got into one, and it was pretty ugly. I remember looking at Jace going, are we going to jump into the scene like this is this is bad go, well they got enough people here it was it was real <laughs> it had to stop at a certain point but on the ice McCowan Messier got him one time eh you know that he 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 got a low shot in on Mark Messier hurt Mark's knee and Mark got an opportunity to even it up down the road and he worked him he landed some bombs as Mark could do Delorme was like Delorme fought heavyweights and McCowan hung in there and went toe-to-toe with him. Awesome stuff. Lots of texts on this. Keep it coming. Terry Lowen coming up out of Red Deer. Randy Kilburn's up next with a global news weather traffic update.